this week's Impact Wrestling Media Teleconference. Before we uh, welcome in Josh, just a reminder that uh, the Impact Wrestling Media Teleconference live stream is presented by Pluto TV. Watch over 100 channels of movies, news, sports, and more completely free on any streaming device. Download the app today, as Josh did. Pluto TV is free TV. And with that, let me open up his line and welcome... Where are you at, Josh? Hold on one second. Josh Matthews, good afternoon. Can you, uh, the Android that you have, does it, like, can you stream stuff on that or not Not yet? No, no that, that comes next week. Yeah. Galaxy Note 9 or, or whatever it is you have. Yeah, exactly. What, 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 are you still on that iPhone 4? Well, I, I'm on 10 Plus, and uh, I've been trying to get you to get an iPhone for a year, so. Well, hopefully soon. Uh, how how are you, Ross? How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Josh. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm packing. I just checked in for my trip. Uh, we leave most of us, I should say, leave tomorrow for uh, Mexico City, Mexico, for the Impact taping. So we've got uh, Impact on Thursday. Uh, this is the final Impact before we head to Mexico and really the uh, the road to Bound for Glory as turbulent as it may be, uh, gets started in Mexico City over these next couple of days. Um, I just got off the phone with Sanjay a couple of minutes ago. They had a great time in the United Kingdom for MediaCon. You guys can still see MediaCon, uh, twitch.tv slash impactwrestling, or go to impactwrestling.com. Check out all the amazing photos that were taken of MediaCon, of those matches, and then scroll down a little bit, and you can click the link, and it'll take you right to the – on-demand version of MediaCon and, and those matches that took place with the Stars of Impact. So uh, everyone's home, safe and sound from the UK, and uh, we're getting ready to head to Mexico City tomorrow. So so just a busy time of the year for all of us here in Impact Wrestling. Uh, usually I go over what's going to happen tonight, uh, but since this is Tuesday, uh, we have a couple days till we get to Impact on Thursday, but you're going to get Congo Kong versus Brian Cage, the Monster versus the Machine, uh, the ceasefire, will those orders be honored between LAX and the OGs? We know that LAX will be in action Thursday, so will the OGs stay away? We'll find out Thursday. In uh, one of the strangest twists in the history of Impact Wrestling, Joe Hendry decided to remain best friends with Grado and, and not go with Katarina. So uh, Joe and, and uh, Grado have a surprise for Katarina on Thursday night. Uh, I'll also have an opportunity to sit down and talk to Johnny Impact via FaceTime and uh, get an update on how Johnny's doing after he was brutally assaulted by Austin Aries, Killer Cross, and Moose. We know that Johnny Impact has a date with uh, Austin Aries on October the 14th in New York City at Bound for Glory. Tickets for Bound for Glory are still available uh, VIP packages, I think we added four on uh, Monday, and I think there's one, maybe two left. Um, so if you still want to join us in New York and you want the VIP experience, uh, you can still get that. Otherwise, uh, it's general admission, I believe, uh, for the rest of the way to get to Bound for Glory. Uh, Cam and Falaba, 
Uh, big plans for them. I don't know what those big plans are, but they had big plans in store for Thursday. Uh, maybe our guest this week, Scarlett Bordeaux, can shed some light onto what Cam and Fala have planned for Thursday. But uh, those guys have got some muscles. Uh, usually it takes like four or five beers to get the muscles that they've found, but uh, I call them beer muscles, but those guys will be ready to go on Thursday. And then uh, the Lucha Brothers will be facing Trevor Lee and Caleb Conley uh, in tag team action. So the final impact in, in Toronto will feature the Lucha Brothers as they get ready to head to Mexico City, as they get ready to go home to Mexico to compete. So, and, and someone's screaming the F word uh, on the line there. Uh, not sure who that is, but uh, uh, contain yourselves, please. Um, whoever that may have been on the line there. Uh, so that's what's happening Thursday. I mentioned Bound for Glory and the VIPs. Uh, there'll be some other things that will happen over the next couple of weeks leading up to uh, Bound for Glory and some announcements, some events that will take place. Uh, I can say that we are looking uh, to bring back Mario Kart, uh, which would be the second tournament of Mario Kart at the Melrose Ballroom, just working on the, the details of that, and then some things happening in and around the weekend. Uh, I mentioned Last week, that Impact will be a part of Legends of the Ring uh, in New Jersey on Saturday uh, before Bound for Glory, so you can come check us out, uh, meet some of your favorite stars, and knockouts from the Impact roster uh, at Legends of the Ring on Saturday, October 13th. Uh, and again, all that information is available at impactwrestling.com. So that's Bound for Glory. That's Mexico. Uh, there's some exciting news also coming to the United Kingdom um, and how you guys can view Impact. Uh, that should be sorted out over the next few days, and maybe by Friday uh, you guys will get an update on, on that front. And then I'm missing one thing here. Oh, this teleconference, this, this, this that we're on right now is going to change. Uh, the format of this is going to change uh, uh, teleconference where we may do away with that naming that branding uh this will be something different it'll feel a little different maybe a, a little younger uh next week a little more interactive a little more fun um but all those details are going to be figured out over the next couple of days so with that said uh ross i'll answer some questions while i figure out what suit and tie combination i want to wear to uh mexico city this week you dress yourself or does your uh, wife give you a little input on the uh fashion front Please, please, Ross. I've been doing this for many, many years. So, in other words, your voice helps you on that. Perfect. Uh, media, we'll open up for questions here for Josh. If you have a question to get in queue, star six, please identify yourself and your media outlet. Q&A session has started. To ask your question, please press star six. Hi, Josh. This is BQ with uh, Impact Lounge Podcast and B2 Wrestling. So my question is, ever since Slammiversary, the product has really been outstanding. Everything everything from the ring work to the creative to the, the commentary, the shows have been really, really good. Is there any concern, however, um, internally with the, the status of the ratings? I know that in 20, that 2018, people can consume content very differently. Obviously, we're not privy to uh, DVR numbers like perhaps you are, but is there is there any... Uh, internal concern about the the status of that right now? 
I don't know if concern is the right word. Um, as competitive people that we are, I mean, I am looking at Showbuzz Daily at Friday at 3:45, you know, and, and clicking refresh um, uh, until that number comes out, um, just to see where we land. To me, the the number itself isn't as important as where we are with our key demo, um, and, and that number is always pretty good and, and, and stays in the same sort of range there. Um, I mean, look, football season is here. Um, we're going to be facing NFL competition every Thursday. We're going to be facing college football every Thursday. And the NFL is making a conscious effort into making that Thursday slate uh, better than it's been over the past previous years. Uh, the NFL is, is worried about declining ratings um, uh, because they their audience is watching on so many different platforms, uh, same as, as our audience is watching on so many different platforms. So that number um, while important and while it is that one thing that we can look at that overnight, um, you know, the more important number is your plus three, plus five, plus seven, what those look like um, after people consume it over the weekend. Um, how did they watch it? If, if they watched it on DVR and, and if not, how else, you know, what are the other ways that you can see it? And there's so many other ways that you can see impact in 2018 to your point. Um, but I don't think concern is the right um, uh, word for it. I think, um, cognizant of it is is a better word or, or aware of it is a better word um, I don't think concern is and to your point the show is good the show's very good um, across the board and, and all those things are into consideration but um, you know there's stiff competition on Thursday nights um, and with the NFL making an effort to make those Thursday night games better um, you know that competition isn't going away over the next you know 20 what is it uh 22 weeks or so well, when you think about college football as well and you go back a couple of weeks. So, um, you know, you, you just have to figure out your marketing hooks and, and, and off to the races you go during the week and, and do the best that you can to promote the show. Oh, great. Thank you. Hey, Josh, uh, this is Riju from Sportskeeda. I have no Riju, I don't know. I don't know when we're coming. I don't know when we're coming back to India. <laughs> no questions about that. Uh, my question is uh, regarding you and Matt Seidel. Yeah, both of you were aligned as a team uh, until recently when he was grand champion. Why did your association come to an end on screen? I don't even remember us being together. Uh, somebody tweeted about it the other day, and I, I, I don't, I, I didn't know that, that happened. Uh, no, I'm joking. Um, you know, certain things happened. Uh, you know, JB left, and 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 I think the plans for commentary changed, and and the the Josh Matthews character uh, couldn't be explored, uh, you know, any further. Uh, I, I liked it. It was an extension of, of, of something new that I hadn't tried before in my career. Uh, but ultimately, I, I'm much more comfortable uh, sitting behind the desk, calling the shows and trying to uh, convey how special our talent are to the people watching on TV. Thank you. Good afternoon. You can go ahead with the question. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> was that the question? Good afternoon. Sounds like it was. Maybe you can reply to that one, Josh, and we'll move on. We got one more question for you. Okay. Hi, this is Carlos from Indie Pro Wrestling. How you doing, Josh? Good, Carlos. Are you the one who screamed the F-bomb a few minutes ago? No, that was not me, man. So oh, okay. um, my question with you, 
with a great recent success uh, with All In, uh, Slammiversary was hot. What do you guys have in motion to work with other promotions on like a big stage? Well, I think those conversations have been happening um, for a while now, right? I mean, you look at what we did towards mm -hmm. the beginning of the year with Pro Wrestling Noah and bringing those guys over, and then Ishimori becomes a part of the Bullet Club, and then, of course, the association with the Chris Jericho Crews. Um, you can go to ChrisJerichoCruise.com right now, by the way, and, and secure your cabin. I understand there's less than 75 cabins remaining. Um, but, you, you know, you think about what's going to happen in October, Impact versus Ring of Honor for the first time ever. Um, Mm -hmm. the uh, Young Bucks and LAX, and then what, what just happened at MediaCon. Um, so, so I think those, those conversations are happening, but you're also seeing these things come to fruition. Like they're actually happening um, uh, right in front of us uh, on a weekly basis. So, you know, I just think that the more forward we go um, with these partnerships, you know, the more that you're going to see and the more doors are going to open for Impact to be working with, with different promotions uh, in the near future. And I think that's really cool. And it also, you know, allows for wrestling to feel bigger and be bigger. Um, you know, I've become uh, close friends with Kevin Harvey, who runs the Rise promotion in Chicago. And I think what they're doing is so cool. And what Kevin's trying to do and trying to build this brand is very cool. And he's got the help uh, of Impact Wrestling. So if I were in Kevin's shoes, I'd, I'd want to have that same relationship. And I'm sure that there are, companies out there um we just did that show with excite wrestling in, in binghamton and these types of things wouldn't be happening destiny world wrestling in, in in toronto these types of things wouldn't be happening if um you know we weren't out there trying to build bridges and you know be friends with everyone you know um uh, i think we're going to announce soon that we're going to go back to california and work with big time wrestling in late november and early december and then we're in vegas um, with future stars in November. So all these things are happening, right? Um, it's just you guys are waiting for that one big one, right? The, uh, you know, impact and, and X, you know what I mean? And, and, you know, I think those types of things just take time. Yeah. Wish you guys good luck. Thank you. Josh, I'll give you the floor for a uh, final thought. Uh, like I said, guys, next week, this is going to change a little bit. So, you know, Ross is working on theme music and graphics and, and all that stuff. No, I'm just joking. Ross doesn't have any idea about what goes into actually a, a... – Ross, I don't know why I just decided to bury you. How do you know I don't, by the way? Those, those are my final thoughts. I just go into Ross burial mode. No, um, I appreciate all the questions, you guys. I think, I think this teleconference is cool. We're just going to change it a little bit next week. I think I, well, we'd like to get some fan engagement involved, so maybe like a hashtag and you can ask questions during the week. And, you know, this becomes its own entity and, and we'll get, uh, you know, you guys have great guests every week. Maybe we'll get multiple guests. Maybe Sanjay will join me for the beginning of the call. Of the call um, and we'll just sort of play it up that way. So I think that, uh, you know, we're on to something here. Let's just keep it going. And, and this is great content. And I, I think everyone likes uh, what we do here uh, on this weekly call. So, Ross, with that said, uh, I got to finish packing. Um, so I'll see everyone in Mexico City. Josh, have a uh, safe travels. Thanks, Ross. I appreciate it. You're welcome. And with that, we are going to open up the line for the smoke show. Give me one second here. Q&A session is over. Scarlett Bordeaux, welcome to the media teleconference.
Unmuted. Scarlett Bordeaux. Can you hear me? Can you speak up just a drop, and then we'll be good to go. Let's see. One second. Can you hear me now? I can. Scarlett, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. How are how are things? Welcome to Impact Wrestling. Thank you so much. Um, I'm good. I just got back from Mexico from AAA yesterday. I'm here home for a day and then flying back out to Mexico City for our taping tomorrow. All righty. Uh, talk to us about your uh, your arrival here in Impact, your, your thoughts. It's definitely the most fun I've ever had in wrestling. I uh, I didn't know what to expect. I uh, I was at the Knockouts Knockdown taping years ago, and it, it feels like a completely different locker room. I feel like a completely different performer than I was a few years ago. So um, when I met Don Callis months ago and uh, we started talking about the character and me coming in, um, I didn't know what it would turn into. I didn't know uh, the amount of creative freedom I would have, but it, it's turned out amazing and I'm just so excited to see where it goes. All righty. Well, what, uh, what can we expect from you down the line? Well, right now I'm, uh, I'm, I'm taking a little bit of time before I start wrestling. You know, I just, you know, I was saying that the, uh, the girls I'm feeling are jealous of me. I don't feel safe with them yet. So I'm just kind of stepping back for a bit. And, um, when I feel ready, I think I'm going to step in the ring and I'm definitely going for the, uh, the knockout championship. So I got to ask you before we open up for media questions, what is it like being a 10 in, in a world of, uh, threes and fours, <laughs> maybe even a five with, uh, a few people? Well, you're constantly surrounded by girls that are jealous of you and don't give you a chance. But you know, they're most people are, I think, a little bit afraid, so they're they're nice to my face. But I I can hear them behind my back. But it doesn't bother me at all because I uh, I know I know what I have to offer and I know how good I am. Um, and the men, you know, they fall all over me, so that's why I usually uh, I like to mess around with the guys a little bit more with the, than the girls. Well, we'll take that personally. But with that, we will <laughs> open up for media questions. Media, I ask you to one question, one question alone for the Smoke Show. Please identify yourself and your media outlet. Star six to get in. Q&A session has started. To ask your question, please press star six. Hi, Scarlett. This is Mikey O from the Average March Pro Wrestling Podcast, powered by the Roar Network. Uh, we're down here in Lake Charles, Louisiana, so I know a few Bordeaux. They actually said, tell you hi. Oh. I wanted to know, um, you got a nasty streak to you. I want to know what played a bigger role in forming that in your character, growing up in Chicago or being trained by Al Snow? Oh, I'm so glad you asked that question. Okay, so here's, I want to clear this. Al Snow did not train me, and and, uh, Nick Dinsmore didn't either. I don't know who put that on my Wikipedia, but neither of them trained me. I was trained by Truth Martini and Jimmy Jacobs, so so it wasn't that. Um, Al Snow's great, but um, I was definitely trained by uh, Truth Martini at the uh, House of Truth in Detroit. But uh, my mean streak, I was actually, I think I was like a good, quiet kid. Um, I don't know, maybe it was, you know, I was a late bloomer, so I think once... uh, 
once I, you know, started to deal with more like the jealousy and, you know, dealing with girls, I just I started toughening me up and wrestling, actually wrestling really toughened my skin. So I think that's when I got kind of nastier and like, I don't put up with anything and I don't put up with any bull from anyone. That and uh, working at a nightclub, working around uh, drunk people all the time definitely uh, makes you tough. Thank you, Scarlett. Hi, this is Chris from Steel Chair Magazine. Um, there are a lot of decent wrestlers, uh, knockout wrestlers in the uh, Impact Wrestling. Not not many tens or any tens. So, but who are you looking forward to stepping the ring with? Ooh, and I'm not just saying this. There's there's a different reason I want to get in the ring with all of them. Um, I think Tessa's amazing. I uh, I definitely want to get in the ring with her just because uh, she's she's at the top right now. So I always want to go. You know, I want to go big, but after that, that I, I really just want to rest everyone. Um, Sue Young, definitely. Allie, Kira's amazing. Um, it's just the most talented group of girls ever. I can't wait. Cool. Thanks very much. Scarlett, we're going to go to a question from Albert V, who would like to know, have you and uh, Alicia Atout made up after Johnny Impact made you sing Wagon Wheel to each other on Twitch? Um, that's a good question. So I feel like she apologized to me, you know, so I'm, I'm being the bigger person, just letting it go. I'm sure she's still a little bit salty about it, but you know, sometimes you just have to speak the truth and if people get offended by it, like it's, it's on them. Well, I mean, I mean, you, you did call her a five. But is it offensive if it's true? I'll, I'll I'll refrain an answer from that. I will just say you did call her a five. I'm sure she had had a reason to be offended. But you know, if I was looking at your perspective, you tagged everybody else a three or four. A five should be good for somebody. It's, then. it's a huge compliment being a five. In my book, being a five is a huge compliment. All righty. Hi, this is Ian Carey from SEScoops.com. Uh, Skyla, you've been wrestling for AAA in Mexico recently. You did a tour for Stardom in Japan last year. I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about what you've learned from those experiences uh, wrestling in those different cultures. Ooh, uh, good question. So they're completely opposite. Um, Crowd-wise, pretty much everything. Uh, you go to Japan, and the crowd is very, uh, very quiet but respectful. Um, even yeah, the styles are very different. There's a lot more, I would say, in uh, Mexico. A lot of it's in the ring. A lot, a lot of improv. Um, yeah, Mexico, Mexico was really challenging, but they they said I did well. I thought I did well, but I, none of the girls I was in the ring with spoke any English. Whereas the uh, the Japanese girls were able. It was a little bit easier to communicate and like um, understand each other. Uh, Mexico, it was. I've never done the lucha style before. Um, I didn't speak Spanish, but wrestling, you, you kind of realize when you're traveling the world that it really is a uh, universal language. So traveling both. And I think India, India too, was a whole nother story. Every single country is different. So I'm excited to try uh, going to England and Australia because I know those two are also very different. So every little thing kind of adds to my arsenal and I think uh, making me a better performer slowly. Great. Thanks very much. Hey, Scarlett. Mike Pankow from Windy City Slam. How are you doing today? Pretty good. How are you? I'm good. 
Um, being a Chicago native, um, what got you into professional wrestling? What was the allure about it that, you know, that pulled you in? So it was the end of my senior year of high school and some girls that I worked with, they would go to indie wrestling shows every single month. They were huge fans. I didn't even know what, what they were actually talking about when they would go. But one day I was just like, can I just come with you guys? Because, um, I, I chose not to go to my prom. Um, I was dating some out of state, and I'm like, yeah, it's like, I can miss it, it's fine. And I decided to go to a wrestling show instead. It was AEW. Um, I saw it. I loved it. But even then, I was a drama kid. I was going into college for a musical theater performance. So I, just, I knew I wanted to be on stage and perform somehow. So eventually, I, um, a few months went by, and I went up to Danny Daniels and Dave Prezak, and I said, can I help you set up the ring? Can I help, help out backstage any way I can just to be around this and see what it's about? And then I became a raffle ticket girl. And then eventually that December, they asked me if I had a sexy Santa costume and that they were going to give me, they said they were going to give me a pile driver, which I didn't know what a pile driver was because I didn't watch wrestling until, until, uh, until my first indie show. My parents wouldn't let me watch it as a kid, but uh, I loved it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it just took off from there. Thank you, Scarlett. Hi, Scarlett. This is Brian from the High Spot Podcast, highspotpodcast.com. Thank you so much for taking a few minutes of your time to answer this question. My question for you would be, since your debut that you started, and from all the success that's been about almost about a week and a couple of days since All In and the success that was, can you talk about the differences in terms of being a performer now, having so many more avenues to hone your craft and to perfect your uh, your, your in-ring style? Yeah, Um so I think before years ago, even when I started, WWE was the, the end all. That was that's what everyone wanted. And now it's, you could even ask me, uh, do I want to go to WWE right now? And the answer is no. I'm extremely happy right now at Impact. I, I love I love what I'm doing and I love traveling and doing all and traveling the world and working for Stardom and working for AAA. Um, there's 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 money to be made in rest, um, the independent scene right now. And um, WWE maybe maybe one day it'd be great. You know, because I want to experience everything, but Right now, it's, it's the, I think the entire point of it is to travel and perform and just love what you're doing, which I am. So, and I think a, a lot of people are feeling that way too. And all in, uh, it, it's it's definitely a, a game changer. Thank you. Hey, Scarlett Morgan Richards here from Radio Carver from Mirror Sport in the UK. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Not too bad, thanks. Uh, so, of course, I think it's safe to say that you have quite a unique personality in wrestling today. For you, is it just all about stealing the spotlight and creating headlines? Um, versus it being my actual personality, or? <laughs> um, is it is it just about me creating the spotlight? No, no. Um, yeah, I'm not sure how to answer this question because there's like there's so many layers to it. Next question. <laughs> so we'll skip to a question here from Ski Steve Kane, who would like to know. Uh, where did you come up with the, the catchphrase, I will not be hot-shamed? Uh, I have to give credit to that, to uh, Don Callis. 
for sure. He was the one who mentioned the word hot shaming, and I was like, oh, oh my God, I love it so much. So hot shaming was definitely Don Callis's idea. Hey, Scarlett, Jason from Icon versus Icon here. Thanks for taking time out. Um, obviously, you've been pouring your heart and soul into this career, and uh, it's paying off in spades. What do you consider the uh, biggest obstacles you've faced so far and overcome? In wrestling or in life? That's a big question, too. Um, probably. How about both? <laughs> um, being, being new to wrestling and not watching it as, as a kid really it, it was really hard for me. Um, I would get heat for very little things, like let's say not knowing who someone was, because uh, I was learning pretty much from me being in the locker room. They would bring in someone and a guest, and I'd have to say, who is that? And I just remember there was one time they wanted to throw my bag out of the uh, the locker room. But just it, there's a lot of uh, a lot of etiquette you have to learn in wrestling. So probably being yeah, not growing up a wrestling fan and like learning everything from scratch as I go was was really hard. But uh, eventually I caught on and. Uh, I, I've learned all about the history, and I, I respect it so much. Great, thanks. So we have a question from Elliot Popjoy. Did you play any sports growing up? What were your uh, What are your favorite teams, and do you have any favorite athletes? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't really like sports. I'm such like a horror movie, occult, like conspiracy theory watching person um what i when i grew up i was a figure skater i was in four choirs i horse did horseback riding very like rock climbing but never never a team sport ever i've ever done so i mean i enjoy i enjoy rugby i, I do I, I do enjoy rugby i enjoy hockey but um yeah i never find myself at games so yeah, i'm not a big sports person sorry guys so I guess we should ask you in Chicago, Cubs or White Sox? Uh, um, or should we move to the next question? Yeah, just, yeah. Just like, yeah. All righty, well, we'll move on to the next question here. Hey, Scarlett, this is Riju from Sportskira. My question is, when you arrived and you first cut a promo, you mentioned the revolution in wrestling. Is your character a parody of the movement that is happening around the world in women's wrestling? Um, 100%. Yes, absolutely. Because I, I don't know, it's, it's just been so overcorrected, in my opinion. You know, everyone's so like offended and careful about everything. And so even when I was like dressing sexy, because like, oh, no, like, you know, you're, you're being objectified. Like, no, it's, it's my choice to, you know, to dress sexy. And I can still demand respect. I can say what I want. I can dress how I want. And even if in some people's eyes, if it's stinky or whatever, I should still be able to demand respect and perform how I want. The thing about wrestling, God, I'm going to go on a tangent now, <laughs> but uh, the thing about wrestling, in my opinion, is uh, they say it's an art form until it's abstract, and then people, you know, people lose their minds if it's something different than what they want. So, I don't know, I'm just, I'm just having fun and being me, but yes, to answer your question. <laughs> Great, thank you. Hello, Smoke Show Scarlet Bordeaux. How you doing? What's up? This is Andre Corbiel of WrestlingWrestling.com, and I've got a question for you surrounding the direction and your intentions. Now, this is a growing harem that's forming around you week after week after week. Are you trying to create a modern-day version 
of the Heenan family, or is this a growing cult ultimately designed to do your bidding for you? Um, it wasn't until you just gave me that idea. So thanks for that. Hi, <laughs> Scott. This is uh, Marcus from Marcus Green from Total Wrestling Magazine. Um, you've gotten to work with KM and Falaba and now Grado and his crew with, with obviously your wonderful smoke show. Uh, could you talk about working with those guys, how that's been, and, and maybe who would you want to see on the smoke show in the future? Ooh, who do I want to see on the smoke show in the future? Um, hmm. I would love to see Moose. Austin Aries and uh, Killer Cross on the Smoke Show. Um, I'd also like to see. I'd like to have some more knockouts on the Smoke Show and see how that goes. But you guys still have to just wait and see. Find out. I'm not going to give away too much. Hi, Scarlett. This is BQ with the uh, Impact Lounge Podcast and B2 Wrestling. First of all, I want to say I can relate to. Uh, developing a thick skin in a nightclub. I worked as a bouncer for a while, so uh, definitely know where you're going with that. Um, you mentioned earlier about, uh, you know, being surprised at the creative control you've had over your character. I'm actually concerned about, has there been any social media backlash to you um, from fans uh, that just, you, you kind of touched on it earlier, but uh, has there been a social media backlash at this character or has it, you know, been mainly positive? Um, absolutely. It's been people, I feel like people mostly like it. They, they love it or hate it. It's, um, really no in between, but I'm, I'm already kind of used to social media backlash. I'm like, it doesn't bother me. I don't pay attention to it. If there's anything that's really aggressive or I feel almost dangerous, I, I just block delete. I never, I never get triggered or respond because I, I kind of just see the people who get upset as like toddlers, you know, just wanting attention. And, uh, I think the reason a lot of them just even, say mean things is just to try and garner get a response from me because i think it's more likely i'll respond but sorry guys it doesn't work like that i uh i only retweet and respond to things saying how awesome i am so but uh yeah it doesn't bother me if people don't like, like it or love it people you know the, the bigger you get to the more people that are going to dislike you but the more fans you're going to get to so it just it comes with the territory of you know like growing fame and popularity So we have a question here from Sargi Boy. He would like to know what advice would you give a two or three to push them to a three or four? Ooh. Um, personality, 100%. Uh, it depends. It also depends on the uh, the girl you're, you know, trying to go after. If you're if you're talking in terms of uh, what does it take to get a 10, what does it take to be a five, you know, I would say you have to be outgoing and confident, like no matter what. If uh, you don't have to be the best looking guy, but there's something about charisma and personality, and it just it can take the same way it can take a beautiful person to a one, you know, just by being ugly, ugly on the inside. So you know, just be yes, you know, I'm a, you're, you guys are gonna see my sweet side a little bit, but yeah, if uh, just, just be a good person on the inside, and that raises you. Uh, hey, uh, this is Riju from Sportskira again. Uh, so you mentioned that Don Callis came up with your character. What was your initial reaction to the character when you first heard about it? 
Um, I, no, I wouldn't say Don came up with the character. We this was something I've been doing for years, as far as my personality. But the, the term the term hot shaming when we were talking about the jealous girls and and then all of a sudden he said the word hot shame and like it was like a light bulb went off. So it was it was it was everything has been a group effort from all the amazing people on the creative team. But the uh, the character I feel like deep down is my my alter ego, dark heart and soul. If I can put it that way, I don't know how to express it, but yeah. Fantastic, thank you. Hey, this is Chris from Steel Chair Mug again. Um, as far as the in-ring goes, were there any particular wrestlers that acted as inspiration for your moveset? Uh, women? Not. Sorry, my phone just freaked out a little bit. I would no, for the most part, I uh, I, I don't try and copy anyone else. Anything I'm doing, like I'll, of course, we all watch things we get inspired by. But even certain things, I've I've watched ACH more and uh, been inspired by him. But yeah, not, no girls, honestly. Um, I like, I, I I love Maurice. I love I love her attitude. I think she's beautiful. Um, but besides that, yeah, I've never really tried to mimic any other women. Brilliant. Thank you. Hey, Scarlett. Morgan Richards from Radio Cardiff here again. There's been a lot of talk recently about intergender matches. Of course, there was a video going around this last week of you giving Trevor Lee a Canadian destroyer. Is that kind of things you'd like to see more on Impact Wrestling, these types of matches? Um, me giving Trevor Lee a Canadian destroyer? Yeah, I'll do it on every show if people want me to. <laughs> it was definitely fun for me. And Trevor's not a bad kisser. I'll, I'll give him that too. He'll he'll love that. <laughs> I said that, but yeah, yeah, why not? Jason from Icon versus Icon here again. Obviously, you've uh, you put a lot of work into this career, and you're putting together some big building blocks at this point still. But you can inspire a lot of people. What do you? Um, I guess the best way to put this is, you know, what is the best lesson we can take from your journey so far? Probably from where I started. Well, I think a lot of people when I started wrestling thought I would be out of it by now, thought I would have given up. Um, I say it's my biggest advice to everyone. Uh, don't listen. Don't listen to anyone else when it comes to what you're passionate about and what you want. Um, anyone who cares about you is going to want support you no matter what you do. So, I'd say, I don't want to be, uh, I don't want to say don't listen to the haters, but, you know, just, you know, like, screw what anyone else thinks, honestly, just, like, do do what makes you happy, don't hurt anyone else, um, but just, you know, follow your heart. Terrific, thanks. Hi, Scarlett, it's uh, Greg Oliver from Slam Wrestling. Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask about Bobo uh, and the great chemistry you guys have together. Has there been talk of... Uh, Bring him on the road with you. I would love to. He is great at serving me drinks and fanning me, and he's not a bad singer. Um, when he belted out that song, I was I was trying not to. Uh, I was trying not nonchalant about it, but I was deep down. I was like, damn, like this this is actually pretty pretty good. <laughs> that was all him.
Joe, we have a question here from Jimmy Jam. He would like to know, if you could wrestle one non-wrestler in a feature match, who would it be? Oh, boy. Um, I've never thought about this, and I don't want to give an answer. If I, like, I'll think of someone else better. That's the problem, like, afterwards. A non-wrestler? Oh, man. I feel like I'm going to have to come back to that one. I'll, like, I'll post an answer later, but like, I, I really have to think about that. I'm like, is it like a movie character, like a real life person or an actor? I don't know. I, don't, I would I want to fight a non wrestler, though. I don't know. Yeah. I don't really want to fight anybody. Like, I, I want to fight people who are wrestlers. All right. Well, we, we will hopefully see a, uh, a non wrestling answer for you on uh, social media yeah. later today. Deal? We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. All right. Uh, Peter Gunn wants to know. Where's your favorite place you've traveled to, and where have you not gone that you really want to go to? Thailand is my favorite place in the world. I've been there three times, and I would keep going back. Egypt was super cool. Um, I went there with two other girls, which um, which was probably one of my favorite trips. Peru was amazing. Um, my next trip I'm trying to plan is Tanzania. I really want to climb Mount Kilimanjaro. Um, just looking into it right now as far as like the best time a year to go. But yeah, people probably wouldn't expect that I'm super into camping and hiking and that kind of life. But that's I'm all about it. Like, that's my absolute favorite thing to do. And being out in nature, um, I'm not a city city person at all. Like even now, I live in the suburbs in Chicago. Like I don't like, you know, the big cities, big crowds, traffic. I'm I'm a nature mountains type of girl. Hello, this is Carlos from Indy Pro Wrestling. I hope you're having a great day today. Uh, this question comes in uh, via Rick Victory. I outsourced like the question. Uh, he wants to know with so much emphasis recently being placed on equality within women's wrestling and your character uh, currently sensationalizing everything other uh, other that talents are trying to avoid, where do you see yourself fitting into the grand picture and how long until people realize being a top talent and sex symbol is not a negative? Okay, I'm glad he ended with that. So I was going to say, I feel like what I'm doing is the exact opposite. Um, people are still trying to put in a little box of what women's wrestling is supposed to be, what women are supposed to be, how they're supposed to dress, what they're supposed to say. So when people are saying, oh, I'm, I'm bringing it back 20 years, am I? Like, can't, like, honestly, I'm just, I don't know. I think uh, people are easily offended and triggered. And I, yeah, I, uh, the, the whole thing is just it's annoying to me. But, People don't just, I think you're doing a great you know, job. Accept a different style. Well, thank you very much. Hi, Scarlett. It's Mikey O with the Average March Pro Wrestling Podcast, powered by the Roar Network. Um, I want to know about your time as a, as a rosebud. When you looked around and pretty much saw the who's who's list of, of people in the business now, did you ever think that you guys would make it this far in the industry? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I back then I wasn't, I wasn't thinking about that when I was a rosebud. Um, yeah, I, I was already in Ring of Honor when I was a rosebud, so I was already like really confident um, and like happy with where I was. And I, do you mean as far as people who were in NXT and then are now on the main roster? I, I guess I don't. I like as I'm. Uh, performing where I am now like I, I already know that people years from now like you know you never know where they're going to be there's people who are probably are training right now and in two years I'm like wow you know I, I don't know I just I guess I don't like to uh 
low, not set expectations. I don't know. I don't know how to word it. Um, yeah, it just, it just doesn't surprise me. I guess I know people like years ago, people didn't think I'd be where I'd be. So it just it doesn't surprise me at all with thinking about where people are now. Uh, hey, uh, this is Riju from Sportskira again. Uh, so you said that you were in India recently. What was the trip like and uh, who did you get to wrestle here? Oh, in India. Yes, um, I was there with uh, Katie Forbes and Jamie Jameson. Um, and there was also um, some of the um, the Indian girl trainees. But it was it was the three of us were the, uh, the main clique for uh, Great Kali's company. We wrestled in front of 70,000 people the first day. And then the next show was 50,000 people. Um, the crowd was insane. Um, a lot of those people had never seen wrestling before, so they were they were extremely excited. It was probably one of my favorite trips. Alrighty, Smoke Show. Well, I know your time is precious, and uh, appreciate it very much. We'll give you the floor for a final thought as we wrap up today's media teleconference. Final thought. Um, follow me, please, on uh, Instagram at Real Scarlet Bordeaux on Twitter at Lady underscore Scarlet 13. Be sure to check out Impact on Top this Thursday. And uh, love you all, all you fives and tens. Um, smoke show out. Perfect. Scarlett, thank you very much. Media, appreciate it. We will talk to you next week.